Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is FCB Radio, where real talk lives. Visit us online at FCBRadio.com. Yep. Something's happening. Sounds like something's about to explode. What's going on? What's going on? This is your man Jeff Brown, and you are tuning into the Jeff Brown Show. And guess what? This is the show that makes you laugh and think. And right now, our show is honoring the life of George Floyd. Um, and we are standing in solidarity uh, with all those that are protesting around our country and even the world uh, for change. Racism must end. No justice, no peace. And I want to introduce the lovely side of the show, Miss Sassy. Hey, what's going on, Jeffrey? I'm doing good. I hope you had a good weekend. Um, I, I know did. What out there in Cleveland vandalizing and looting and stuff like that was it was you out there <laughs> oh i hope now you ain't getting Absolutely no shit that not. all right all right that's cool all right then <laughs> no. we got and then uh we got my man no. the referee himself What's going <laughs> on, how you doing brother was you you good man you was you out there looting and vandalizing man absolutely all right, no, absolutely I, and um, actually, we're we're excited because right now we got an interview coming up with the mayor of Cleveland, Mayor Frank Jackson, and the chief of police, uh, our our chief of police, Calvin Williams. Earlier, I was able to uh, to tape an interview with both the mayor and the chief yeah, of police. Absolutely, and uh, and we're gonna we're gonna go to that right now. Obviously, there's been quite a bit of activity, to say the least, in the last few days here in the city. So. Uh, my first question is for you, Mayor. Um, just from what you've seen and what we now know, what happened on Saturday? Uh, what happened uh, on, in a general sense is there were about over 2,000 people who came to protest. They started off at the Free Stamp next to uh, City Hall, uh, marched down to the Justice Center, they went over to Public Square, and when they got to the Justice Center, there was a group of several hundred that peeled off, and and the Justice Center became their focal point. And um, and the ones that went to Public Square, they eventually marched back to the Free Stamp and dispersed. So that was pretty much the 
the essence of the demonstration, peaceful demonstration. The ones who stayed around the Justice Center, as you know, whenever there's some excitement going on, uh, it, it, it attracts other people. So some of the people who had dispersed, they then, uh, you know, began to migrate down there. And so he had, uh, I don't know, a few hundred people, and uh, they got, uh, not all of them, because most of them were spectators, and you had a few that got very aggressive in terms of using bats to break the windows at the Justice Center. As a matter of fact, um, a few of them broke, got in, and, and then we had to reinforce the sheriff's people to, uh, to uh, stabilize it and, and get them out of there. But now you can imagine, now you have about 50 protesters to one police officer. Uh, that's the ratio, right? And and now they're um, throwing rocks at them and, and bricks and bottles and, 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 and that kind of stuff. Still trying to uh, break the windows with bats uh, and things like that. So eventually, you know, the police uh, uh, responded to that. And, 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 and as a result we wound up securing the perimeter of not only the Justice Center, but uh, the police headquarters. Now, in the meantime, uh, there was a, a, another group, uh, several groups that splintered, splintered off from them and went out into the entertainment districts of downtown and began to do uh, uh, property damage. Uh, we then uh, uh, deployed uh, people uh, to um, to address that, uh, and then the chief can talk to you about uh, the logistics of doing that, which caused some delays in getting there. Uh, then we uh, we uh, declared a curfew uh, for eight o'clock, and uh, when we declared the curfew, that allowed us to uh, uh, arrest people for violation of the curfew, uh, and and uh, at at the warnings and things like that. And, and from that point on, uh, the, when the police got to those hot spots and began to uh, move on them, uh, that began to disperse. But the damage had already been done. And, but it allowed us, uh, curfew allowed us to lock down uh, uh, downtown. And then when we locked it down, we then were then able to move into the neighborhoods of the city of Cleveland because we didn't have to work, be a defensive about downtown anymore. We had that lockdown. We moved into the neighborhoods in order to prevent uh, things from happening there. And that's the posture we've been in since then. Uh, now, uh, tomorrow, we be, we'll be lifting the 24-hour curfew uh, for downtown and uh, the near west side that, that, we, that we brought in. And uh, because of the potential and the threats that they were having. And um, and 6 o'clock in the morning tomorrow, it will uh, uh, things will be open up for business. So people can now open their businesses up. They can go to work downtown and on the near west side on West 25th Street. Then at 8 o'clock tomorrow evening, we will reinstitute the curfew so that we can control the night. Now, the reason for gradually opening like this, we're going to monitor what happens uh, tomorrow while people are able to come in, uh, foot traffic and motor vehicle traffic. And we know that when that happens, 
there are going to be some people who will be coming in, but if they come in and they're not going to found, there's no problem with us. Uh, but we'll be monitoring uh, and, and, and looking at and analyzing that if everything goes right tomorrow, uh, then we'll lift the curfew again at 6 o'clock on Thursday. And, and then we intend to follow that pattern uh, all the way to the end of the business week. And then, if not, again, if analyzing it, everything's okay, then we'll look at uh, what we'll do for the weekend. We haven't determined that yet. That will be based on what happens between uh, tonight and Friday night. Mm-hmm. Chief, you want to add anything? Uh, you know, the only thing I can add, Mayor, is that um, you know, the Mayor touched a little bit about uh, the response uh, into other areas of downtown. We talked about how that uh, was delayed a little bit based on trying to get personnel into vehicles. Uh, as you know, and probably as you've seen throughout the country, that uh, police vehicles become a magnet for violence uh, in a situation like this. If it doesn't uh, benefit us, to try to stack a lot of police officers and police cars and to try to drive through uh, a civil disturbance like that. Uh, it, it would have been bad for our officers and the people out there themselves. So we had to um, uh, come up with a, a plan to get those officers that we actually had, uh, additional officers that we actually had downtown around the Justice Center out into the downtown neighborhood, out further into the downtown neighborhood to stop a lot of the, you know, the destruction that was going on. And once we secured that vehicle and a plan to do that, then our officers got out there and quickly kind of quelled everything down. Uh, the mayor instituted the curfew probably around the same time, and then we were able to kind of get control of, well, not kind of, but we were able to get control of downtown and get everybody out of here. And speaking of what's been going on across the country, Chief, we've been seeing reports that uh, these people were pre-organized and pre-planned. We've been seeing reports like that all across this country. So what have you learned so far about who these people are? Who are they? Yeah, we're uh, we're seeing the same thing. Uh, You know, a lot of that, whatever's happening, uh, is organized. we see a uh, we see a connection uh, to folks from other cities and other states, and you know they kind of instigate things and get things going, and then they uh, kind of fade out while other people get ramped up and, and keep it going. So, have, as you know, go ahead, Mayor. As you know, as you know, the person that throws the first punches and always want to get caught. Right. So as, as they instigate things and, and they're they're uh, organized in a way that they pull out and then those who are agitated uh, and, and, and start and, and continue it are the ones who get caught and that's why you have a lot of Clevelanders caught up in that as the ones who wind up getting arrested because it's like in a schoolyard fight you know you got a fight going on people get all excited and fights break out other places mm-hmm. but somebody instigates it right mm-hmm. and so we, we've seen that and Mayor, you talked a little bit earlier about what your plan is for the curfew. Um, we also noticed that it's been extended since when it was uh, originally issued. Was that done for a particular purpose? Was there uh, some sort of ongoing threat that you all were that you all saw or were made aware of, or was it just something done out of an abundance of caution? Uh, primarily, the 
second thing, but uh, what we did, as you know, um, we only had one event, one night. And that's because uh, our position, as, as we talked uh, on, on your show before, is that we will allow for peaceful uh, constitutional right protests and demonstrations, but there cannot be uh, damage to property or, 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 or violence to people. And once that happened, we just locked it down. And, and so with that, uh, the, that locking down, it meant that it, uh, we were able then to uh, redeploy people and resources out to all the neighborhoods of the city of Cleveland so that we would have a strategic advantage in terms of prevention and intervention if necessary. And so, uh, uh, and so uh, you know, it was a combination of, of, of a lot of things. And we analyzed it, uh, and as we haven't had any difficulties for the last other than that one night we're now going to test opening up the restricted areas to normal uh, uh, pedestrian and vehicle traffic and businesses and people going to work see how it works mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you have to lock down first to get there and i know that you both are running short on time here so uh to kind of start to wrap this thing up chief uh with the uh with the ones that were organized, because um, I know that I had been hearing from folks who were on the ground at the protest um, saying that the people who had initially started the violence were not part of the protest itself, um, that this that there was this other group. Um, so are they what do you know about them yet? Are they a part of like a specific group? Um, do we know that yet? Um, and also, do you believe that they are still in the city of Cleveland or somewhere in the area? Um, you know, we don't have any specifics, um, uh, information that says they're connected, um, to a specific group. Uh, we do know that they are organized. Uh, we do know that, uh, you know, a lot of what happened wasn't just something that happened. Uh, they came here with the intent to do that, and we believe, based on our intelligence and based on what we saw on the ground, and based on what a lot of people out there saw on the ground also, and you know, news media folks included, and what local people told us, these were not folks from uh, Northeast Ohio, city of Cleveland, or even the state of Ohio. Uh, like the mayor said, these were folks that were organized to do certain things, and they ramped it up and, and got the crowd going, and they started the violence and the destruction, and then they kind of lead back into the crowd and let other folks pick it up, and those were the majority of folks we arrested, but we also arrested people from out of town. But and we still, uh, we, we, we are making the assumption, and I think it's a proven assumption, that they're still lurking. Yes, definitely. Okay, mm-hmm. and that's why uh, when we locked down downtown, they couldn't lurk down there because they stood out because there's nobody moving around, no cars, no people. And that is how uh, we were able to pick up one somebody with an incendiary device or someone else with a weapon and ammunition, uh, several other people from Pennsylvania, Nevada, Nevada, Arizona, you know, Arizona all these places like that uh, because uh, uh, they didn't have a crowd to 
uh, hang-in. And once they entered that curfew zone, uh, they were in violation, so it gave us uh, some ability to confront them. And when we confronted them, we found what we found. So we believe they're still lurking now. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're going to test this when we open up for uh, normal business tomorrow from 6 to 8. We're going to test to see, because we know they're coming in too. But So we're going to test it. We're going to see what's up. Okay. And my final question for you, Mayor, um, as you know, the city has been through a lot over the past few uh, weeks and months. Um, you know, first we're dealing with everything with the coronavirus and then now this. Um, so if you have any words of, of encouragement, um, words of hope for the people of the city of Cleveland, um, please, please share share your thoughts. For the city of Cleveland, this immediate crisis of this of civil unrest, it, it, it will pass. And and the uh, question is, you know, uh, how do we get it to pass with the least amount of, of disruption and, and damage to property and individuals? And then uh, the question always is, as you know, when we go through these kind of things, what are we going to do post that? Mm-hmm. But the positive side is that uh, it will pass. The real concern that I have uh, in the long term is the pandemic because it's not over. And uh, the pandemic was here before this, and the pandemic's going to be here after this. And when you look at the toll it's going to take on our economy and on our society as a whole and on individuals in terms of health and death, this virus and pandemic is a much deadlier proposition. Uh, so I want to remind people that it, it, this pandemic is not over. And you know, you don't see no social distancing out there in terms of social unrest. Mm-hmm. You know, at least they wore masks, uh, but a lot of it was so they could conceal their faith. It wasn't about, they were concerned about the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, but again, I want to, I really appreciate you allowing me and the chief on your, uh, to use your platform because you have an audience that uh, may not uh, uh, have credibility in places where other outlets do not. And, and you, you allow us to bring the facts of the matter and the truth as we see it and our opinion to it. And I really appreciate you giving us that opportunity. Well, I appreciate that. And uh, thank you so much um, for spending time with us. We understand that uh, it's not an easy job that you both have right now. Um, we're praying for you, we're with you, um, and thank you uh, again so very much for taking the time out to spend some time with us. All right, thank you very much. Thank you. And we'll be right back with my interview with Councilman Bashir Jones. This is the Jeff Brown Show. Hey, listen, I need you to go right now and go purchase Is It Them or Is It Me? Man, this is a cold-blooded book by my friend and brother, Sam Silk. He is a celebrity radio host. He's also an author, and he's got one of the hottest restaurants in the city of Cleveland. But listen, you need to go get this book right now. Is it them or is it me? You can purchase that book via samsilk.com. Don't miss it. Go get your book today. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at Chumbacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. This is the Jeff Brown Show. And we're back and we're back. We got Ward... Seven councilman Bashir Jones on with us. Happy to have him. Man, this guy is doing some major, major work in our community. He, along with uh, Councilman Blaine Griffin, has a monumental law passed right here in the city of Cleveland. The midst of a, uh, I guess, man, a chaotic time dealing with George Floyd um, tragedy um, that has swept through the nation. Um, Councilman Bashir, my friend, my brother, thank you for coming on, man. Congratulations to you. Let's talk about this uh, this monumental that you were able to help pass, man, and just, just you know, celebrations to you, you know, blessings, man. Blessings, man. We got so far to go. You know, one one thing about, uh, you know, being, uh, being in leadership, you know, you're so focused on getting to a goal, and then the moment that you get to that goal, you're already – focusing on the next goal so you don't take the time so thank you brother for thank you for celebrating it it's a beautiful thing but we still got so far to go it's just this is a law right but the acknowledges is a public health crisis which then uh gets the city to start putting groups together who begin to put together data and then uh the city and organizations will begin to say this is the cost to um, to deal with what we have collected in this data. Now, um, we know that that's a, probably a trillions of dollar bill, but um, uh-huh. I think that, um, you know, really for me, uh, they call it, you know, uh, you know, rate health crisis. I call it the reparations bill. That's what I call it. Uh-huh. So let me ask you a question. What are just a few of the key um, uh, attributes or initiatives in this legislation that we as a community uh, can build on and that we be aware well, of? Well, man, the legislation basically just talks about the history of the African-American um, journey in America, and it acknowledges slavery and its impact on the African-American. So, you know, you know, you know how... Every time there's a president that get in the office or whatever, like we want, we want our political leaders to acknowledge that that slavery back and that the the, the child of slavery uh, is a real thing. And unfortunately for people, they need this type of legislation for that to be confirmed. Now, for many of us, yeah. our lives have been the confirmation that racism is a real thing. Um, but this is the political process, and. Uh, you know, before I got here, man, I was an activist. And now being here, I'm still an activist. 
And whether I'm in the back rooms, in the board rooms, in the pool rooms, uh, or whatever room, you know, I never forget that principle, which is if we're going to be successful, um, everyone deserves reparations. And you have to, you have to acknowledge people's pain and the part that you played in causing it. Um, you know, we've been experiencing some, a lot of chaos, man, surrounding, we've had uh, around, uh, surrounding George Floyd. And um, we've seen some peaceful movements right here in our own city. And we've seen vandalism, looting, and uh, a lot of businesses have been hurt. Uh, can you speak to that, man? Uh, because I've been out there with you when you protest, man. I've seen you and uh, Kyle Early, man, uh, uh, you know, make change without looting and vandalism. And we were effective. Matter of fact, not only were we effective, but uh, I tell people we actually got people motivated to vote in a new prosecutor. So uh, what would you say right now, man, um, uh, as far as strategy is concerned uh, to those that are out there on the front line? Well, I mean, me winning office is a sign of the activism that we put Put in play, you know, the marches, those who think that marching doesn't matter and, you know, all these things, um, you know, me winning office is a, a, yeah. a, uh, is, is, is a, is a fruit, you know, looting and, you know, that don't honor George Floyd. It don't honor Tamir Rice. That don't honor, you, you, there's no honor in that. There's no honor in that. And, um, you know, yeah. there's ways to express your frustration. But as I told a reporter uh, just today, the fact that we are now talking about racism, then maybe it, it played a part, right? It did something because uh -huh. we're discussing it. We're talking about it. But let's be clear that the destruction that you saw, there were black faces, but it was initiated by white faces. So it was not Absolutely. black looting and black, but, but I'm not letting black people get off the hook because I've seen, you know, they, they tore some stuff up. At, at, at shoe stores and, and like you you in there looting taking shoes that ain't got nothing to do with George Floyd there's no honor in that there's no honor in honoring your dead you want to honor your dead pouring liquor don't do that pouring death into the earth don't do that go plant a tree you know what I'm saying go 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 do something that's honorable you know what I mean not not something that brings death uh, you know I don't respect that but everybody you know chooses a way to express their frustration and their anger um, but it's just something I, I, I totally agree with you, man. What would your message be to young? These are the people who are out that were out. You know, uh, that's a whole generation, man. Like young that, man, like that, like 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 live, man. You know what I'm saying? Some yeah. young people, you know, some young people. I heard them say, "Well, we, you know, how the older people do it. You know, that, that ain't working. It's like it's like." We worked hard, man, to get this legislation passed. But for some young people, just like when I was a little bit younger, I'm still young, but a little bit younger, you know, you want things done like yesterday, you know? So I tell them, like, yo, live. Wow. Like, live long enough. Don't put yourself in a situation where you don't achieve your goal and you're taken away from your family, whether it's murder or jail, and you got a record. And For what? For what, man? And then guess yeah. what? The yeah. next year... The police do the same thing. And then it does, like, this is a 400-year marathon. This ain't something new. So you have right. to study the greats of the past and how they dealt with it. And, um, you know, but once again, I understand it. And those who, if you burned a building because you truly, you know, did it for out of love for, to George Floyd, then okay. But if you burned it because, you know, 
you know, you just wanted to just burn it, just be burning because you just like fire. You know, that ain't necessary, man. That ain't necessary. Right. I've heard people say, well, they not our businesses anyway, but yeah, it's still our community though. Still our community. Yeah. It's still it's still a, it's still that CVS that you looted that my grandmother may have to go to to get her 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 her, her medicine, right? Now she don't own yeah. it, but she still benefits from it. Station that you messed up. That, that's where we go to get our gas at, right? That's you mess up that yeah. that that grocery store. That's where we go to get our water. So even though we don't quote unquote own it, even though we don't own it, I understand that, but it still impacts us, right? My my, yeah. my seniors called me. They said, "But sure, they looting, they looting." Like now, you causing trauma to my elders, to my seniors. Get the picture in a holistic way, and that's why I didn't go down to them. That's why I didn't go down there because I felt that that was right. going to be the energy. Um, right. But but, but it's well, a reactive, and we have to be proactive. Well, listen, man. You know, all good things must come to an end, man. And um, I definitely love when you come on. Oh, brother, you know it's nothing between me and you, man. How can people reach out to you, man? Drop your info, man, and because um, we want to stay connected to you, man. You know I'm gonna be out there with you on on Thursday. Yeah, man. Just yeah, send man, me the info, this big man. March, man. We asking for every man to come in a suit, man. Come in your suit, man. You know what I'm saying? You know we asking every sister to come. You know come dressed up. It's this Thursday, 6 p.m. We meeting at Thurgood Marshall. Recreation Center on Huff Avenue, but you can reach me at my page Bashir J B A S H E E R J, and um, you know I'm thankful for the opportunity to come and thank you for being consistent. And I thank you, brother. Uh, you gave me some advice on a situation that I was taken up for. Like, nah, brother, I don't think that's what it is, and it's exactly what it was. So I just want to tell you that, oh, man. Wow. Just, I just appreciate you always being just real and being consistent, man. Much love. Hey, man, I love you, brother. Listen, this is the Jeff Brown Show. Hey, what's going on? If you're trying to keep your hair happy instead of nappy, make sure you call the Hair Growth Coach, my girl, Malika Brown, at 216-339-3080 and purchase your Silky Beauty scarf today. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, 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 what's poppin', what's poppin'? It is your friendly neighborhood Simba, Aaron Malik, here to remind you guys to go stream my new single, Tempo, on all streaming platforms. Yes, all of them. YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, Pandora, all that. I greatly appreciate it. Love you guys. We rock, we roll, we ride to the tempo. The dance floor where we come alive. Let loose through your limbs, how you feel inside. Mama, take my hand, show me the best you can. 
This is the Jeff Brown Show. Welcome back, welcome back. This is your man Jeff Brown, and we have author, activist, TV reality star on the front line, grinding, gonna get on your ass if you keep messing with the black folk. <laughs> Davis, thank you so much for your time and thank you for coming out on the Jeff Brown Show to uh, help us as a community uh, get this message out that we, uh, man, we've been faced with some challenges and now it's the time for us to strategize and come together to bring about real change in our community. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. You know, a lot of people get nervous when they see what's going on, but I get excited. I get excited because you see things moving for the first time ever. You see all 50 states on one accord, right? You see countries on one accord screaming a slain black man's name. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I already know when I see that, although it may be rocky at first, change is about to come, and I'm excited about that change. I, I agree with you. You know, um, I, I'm big on, on on the protesting and, 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 and First Amendment rights and all that because I believe that that's something that we as a people need to really take advantage of. But I'm also big on strategy. Moving forward, what do you see as the next strategy for us to to see this change? We're seeing some, we're seeing the change. I saw um, that the uh, attorney general in in Minnesota he's going to bring about full charges against all four police officers that came out the other day. So you know, big shout out to you and Tamika and all those yeah. that's been on the front line. Uh, you know, raising sand and raising hell to make sure that these people understand that, hey, that black lives do matter. We as black men, we matter. What is the next step? What is the next strategic step for us? Well, it's so crazy because strategy would normally be, okay, let's change the laws. Let's, you know, but lawmaking and law changing, I feel like that's way up the street, right? So, when people don't understand the effectiveness of protests, right? A lot of people be like, yo, it don't make no sense. But do you see what's happening? Folks is being charged, right? Now, that's still not a conviction, right? But it's folks is being charged. So I feel like we got to stay on their necks with solidarity. Like, we got to galvanize our voices and stay on one accord. Then now the next step is the election, right? So we need to put some strategy around the 2020 election, make sure we get the right folks in office to change the law. But the changing the law, that's a long way. That you know, you know, that's that's a road up the hill. But I feel like if we stay on one accord, we could get there. You know? Booty. So strategy is getting folks out to vote and getting them ready for 2020. And I'm glad you said that because I'm actually running a campaign here uh in Cleveland, um, a turnout to vote campaign here because I'm learning here in our own city that people are not more our people, black people are not motivated to vote because they are very disappointed in uh, government, which, you know, we can understand that. But that's about to change. That's about to change. See, what you had to... See, this had to happen. You know, this is why I say when folks don't understand stuff had to happen, now people are getting motivated. People are understanding more how crazy the country is. It's like when you sit in a place and you, you haven't really seen better, you don't know no better, right? But when you get to see... And now all the folks is crying out and screaming out, trust me, this 2020 election 
It's about to be history. You're going to see more people out than you've ever seen in your lifetime because people understand now the power of their protest, the power of their voice. So this was a confidence booster for many to explain to them what's possible when you exercise your voice. I, and, you know, and, I, and I, that is my hope. Now, that is something I've hoped. And I'm hoping that that becomes contagious in our community. So once we vote, who do you see? Who do you see as um, people that we need to probably start looking at and getting um, around leaders and stuff like that? Well, see, in every city and state, it differs because of the people. Obviously, I'm a Democrat. So, you know, right now it's Biden. So that's what it is. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know how much I'm excited about that, but I, I guess anything would be better than what we got currently right now. Wait a minute. You ain't Charlemagne the God excited, are you? You so funny. <laughs> yeah, man. So that right there, I don't know. Look, I'm giving you the side eye. But however, ah. you know, it is what it is. That's what we've got right now. But what I am interested in seeing... um. Uh, myself, Tamika Mallory, my son, and the team, we do a civic engagement course. Actually, it's Tamika's course called Speak Out, where we educate yeah. young people about civic engagement because most of us don't know it. I learned it behind bars, right? And I feel like with everything that's happening and going on, it's going to give folks, uh, you know, it's going to kind of like tip people's interest to say, okay, I want to know more. And I feel like yeah. we got to train up more qualified people to run. Right. People that are not politicians. I'm so glad you said that, because this is what I've been saying in my own city. I said, listen, it's about the down ballot. It's not just about the presidential election. It's about the down ballot. And the reality is that we have not in our own community raised up young people or people alike that can put our agenda together. That's right. But you know what's so funny? So Danielle is in your city. I love Danielle. Um, mm -hmm. She's someone that's for the people, right? So, like, I love people who come from nonprofit organizations, community service-based organizations that get into leadership, because usually those are people who have a real interest for the people, not for the fame or for their own political agenda, right? So I feel like it's more so grassroots folks. Folks that you see out there right now organizing these protests. Folks that's just really got the heart for the people. People need love right now. If, we, if we're not missing nothing else in this country, we're missing love. But we need folks that really love us and not people that's just trying to prostitute us. You feel me? I Listen, you, hey, you are saying some good stuff today. I, listen, listen, you're saying some good stuff. Listen, I got to take a break. I want to bring you back because I want to continue this conversation. Listen, this is my girl. Jamila Davis, the activist, the author, the TV reality star. Listen, I'm going to try to get an autograph after these messages. I'll be right back. Hey, you. Yeah, you, the one that's listening. I want you to call my girl, Miss Cloud, at 440-514-8302 and go get your candy. That's right. That's the candy cupboard, your old-fashioned candy store. That's right. I'm talking about all the candy you like. Is right there at the candy cupboard. Again, call Miss Cloud at 440-514-8302. I'm Kira Davis 
host of the Just Listen to Yourself podcast. And that's the podcast where I ask you to take your talking points on your favorite hot button issues of the day and draw them out to their logical conclusion. And that's available right here on the FCB Radio Network. This is the Jeff Brown Show. Going back, I got an autograph, y'all. So we good, we good, we good, we good. You, you you were talking about civic engagement. What are some things that you would like to see our young people be in, get engaged with, and, and that can actually motivate them uh, to bring about change? Because for real, for real, they are the future. They are the future. So first, I like to start with the Instagram and the Facebook socialites that's up there doing a whole bunch of stuff that they might not even supposed to be doing, right? We like to show them the power of their voice. So we like them to get into their community and see what bothers them in their community. What would they like to see change in their community? So it might be uh, gun violence in the community. It might be, you know, stuff, more things for young people to get involved with. So once we find out what they're passionate about, then we help them organize, right? And show them how they can use their voice and their influence to make politicians basically move. Because basically, they politicians don't move just because you, you have to nudge them. You have to show them the need. You have to organize. You have to protest. You have to get out there in the community. So we do that. And then once we find what kids are passionate or excited about, then we help them to organize. And we show them what organ organizing is what grassroots organizations are. We show them the level of governments in their area. Okay, this is your councilman. This is your assemblyman. This is what this person does. This is what that person does. This yeah. is what your mayor does. These are what you're, so you, once people start understanding, first of all, a lot of times there'd be problems that people don't even know the proper door to knock on, right? So how can you get solutions if you don't know the proper door to knock on? So our job is to educate, right? And the way that we educate is we give them information based on a cause that they're passionate about and do that. They learn civic engagement. What are you, what are you hearing from those young people, the young people? Uh, just, just give me maybe one issue that they're passionate about. What is, what is it that that's, that's got them so like, ah, what is it? Well, I, we just was doing a group in Harlem and one of the main things was about the way that the police treated them. They didn't like yeah. that. And this particular school, way before uh, this stuff happened, there was a fight outside and the police roughed up some kids and did some things and they didn't like the way that the police was treating them. So they wanted to speak to local officials in and around the way that the police was treating them and how they feel like when they go to school with all these metal detectives and the way that they come in, it's like they've been convicted before any crime has happened. So they wanted better treatment within their schools and better relations gotcha. with the police. Gotcha. Gotcha. So uh, let me ask you another question then. What do you, what, what is your expectation for 2020 since we've seen the, the unity, we've seen people, you know, come together? And, and also to how do you feel about this vandalism and rioting? And the looting and in, in, in the I neighborhood. I think that's terrible. I don't agree with um, violence and doing crazy stuff, but I understand it. So I don't condemn it because basically it's like Martin Luther King said, you know, rioting and stuff like that is the that that's the voice of people who feel hopeless, right. right? Right. So they do that because they don't feel like they have another way to express themselves. So now I we understand it, 
but I don't condone it. And it's not something that I would support and not something that I would suggest. Right. I, but I, but, uh, I, I understand it from that perspective, but I'm a little, I'm disturbed about it because, and you know, and, and I'm, and I'm still, you know, it's God is still working on me. Um, um, because we had outside interference that made it seem like yeah, it was and that's up. a fact. That's a whole fact. You know what I'm saying? So that's the problem I got with it. My thing is, let's stand in solidarity, but also the people that are on the front line, the leaders. I'm just, I've been saying this, and I know you probably already do this, you and Tamika, because I can tell, protect the protest. You know, do that. You know, I've been telling, you know, even our local activists, protect the protest. Protect yeah. the protest means protect our community. Let our voices be heard. For but sure. that's correct. So yeah. um, I was talking to some some young ladies yesterday in Newark who were out there, and it was like they had to stop fights. And yeah, you got to protect your protest because yeah. basically somebody a hijack it and do what they want to do with it and make it something other than what it's supposed to be. So everything you're saying, brother, is right in line, and we just got to keep going. So we got to understand that victory is not going to be tomorrow morning, right? This is a long-haul race, but we've already received some small victories along the way, and we just got to get excited. We got to keep loving on one another, and that's what I see. When I see folks on bending knees, I, I see love. In the midst of all this hell, I see love, and I understand that that's what God does. You know, He uses crisis. He uses obstacles and circumstances and situations to, bring, to enlighten us, to bring us together, and bring us into our path of purpose. Wow. Well, listen, all good things must come to an end. I hope I can get you to come back, you know, and talk a little bit more with us. Um, how can people reach you? You know what I'm saying? So that way we can stay, in, uh, stay connected with you and um, um, Tamika and all those on the front line. No problem. Um, my Instagram is at Jamila, J-A-M-I-L-A-T Davis. That's Instagram and Twitter on, on Facebook. I'm at author Jamila T. Davis. So definitely check me out. And I'm about to drop my new book. Uh, my book is dropping on June 12th. It's Built to Outlast the Storm, 12 Points to Turning Any Setback into a Major Comeback, right? And that's for such a time as this. So check it out. It's going to be on Amazon and everywhere. Books are sold on June 12th. So it's going down. This was just an awesome interview. And I thank you so much for having me up here. Listen, number love, I appreciate you. God bless you. Hey, y'all, my girl, Jamila T. Davis. We'll be right back with more of the Jeff Brown Show. Hey, listen, y'all might be like me. I know some of y'all listening. You don't feel like cutting the grass. You lazy. You got allergy problems, always sneezing and stuff. And I know with COVID-19, you don't want to be sneezing on nobody. So listen, call my man, William Powell. He cuts my grass. He's excellent, professional. That is cutting edge lawn maintenance service call them at 216-287-4524 listen don't be out there cutting that grass get cutting edge to do it because i don't want you sneezing on me peace hey y'all it's your girl sassy and i want to send a special birthday shout out to all our celebrities celebrating a birthday this week we got my alter ego the beautiful marilyn monroe wayne brady anderson cooper angela jolie Mr. Sexy, Stilo Brim, Morgan Freeman, and rest in peace, Josephine Baker. Happy, happy birthday, and may God bless you with many, many more. Coming up with more from the Jeff Brown Show. Hey, you. You having trouble sleeping? You stressed? You worried? You got doubt? 
I got the perfect solution to your problem. I need you to call my girl, Stephanie Nunn, at 216-258-2214. You need pillows of hope. That's right, pillows of hope that will bring you peace and joy in the middle of the night. Listen, call my girl. Don't waste no time. You need your rest. 216-258-2214. Get you some pillows of hope. This is the Jeff Brown Show. Hey, what's going on? What's going on, man? This has been a phenomenal show. You know, just kind of reflecting on what we've been watching here um, in our in our nation and just in our city alone. Just seeing everyone stand with uh, George Floyd, um, that tragedy. It's just crazy. Um, uh, just um, seeing how this has swept um, the nation and the entire world uh, and the support that his family is receiving and the love. Um, I would just say that, you know, please uh, protest, do the things that you need to do to protest and, and, and get the word out. But make sure you have a strategy. And the strategy is letting your voice be heard at the ballot box. We're not just voting for a president, but we got to vote for senators, congressional leaders. We're going to vote for judges here in your local um your, your local municipality, you know, judges, prosecutors. These are the people that that you have to see on a day-to-day basis. These are the people that are are are, are lead that are the actual leadership in um the community. So what do you do? You have to, you know, make sure you put the people in or get behind someone who can push your agenda. So outside of protesting, you got to take it to action and the action is handled at the ballot box. So, you know, what do you think of... Oh, yeah, okay. I was wondering where you there, but okay, I was making sure. Yeah, we here. We was just letting you finish your... We is it, as I was just about to I say. Was, I, did, <laughs> I was wondering. I'm glad we're there. Did they, did, did, I mean, did Darby phone go on too? I mean, what's nah, going on? No, nah, that's, that's sassy over there living like Teddy Riley. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, no. I actually was letting him speak. That's why I didn't say anything. But I yeah. do totally agree that Voting at this time we're living in right now, voting is probably going to be more valuable than ever. And I know people say, my my vote don't matter. My vote or one vote. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I I think it matters. But I think the, the, the issue that I have is people always focus only on the president when and you're not voting for judges. And you yes. got a you got you got a big Absolutely. problem with criminal with the criminal justice yep. system, but you're not voting Absolutely. for judges. You got a big problem Absolutely. with you know what I mean. You're not voting for city council. Yep. You're not voting for mayor. Yep. You're not voting for governor. You're not voting for for state rep. And those people have much more of a direct, immediate sure. impact on your life than the president. Absolutely. Yep. And I think that people they don't do it. It don't matter. They think just the president matter. Actually, the ones that you're not voting for is the ones that has the most voice. Yeah. Uh, so they have the that's biggest, what we really they have the to. most direct impact on your life. Yep. Yep. And that's what people don't understand. And I know with all this looting and rioting, people's emotions are all over yeah. the place. And they yeah. have this enough is enough mindset. But do I agree with you know, looting and rioting, absolutely not. Protesting, yes, but we have to be stand um, together and we have to really, really make this matter. 
I'm I'm glad you brought that up, Sassy, because like Bashir had mentioned, and also in my interview earlier, the mayor and and the chief of police mentioned also. There's a lot of outside groups that mm-hmm. was inspiring the the looting. One, one of the things that I want to say to anybody who's listening, who might be in that situation again, because the only way that the looting can work is that those agitators have to convince you to participate in it. Absolutely. And then they they leave, but you get caught and you go to jail. You know what I mean? Sure. So you have to understand that these people are not your friends. They do no. not support this movement. They came here to tear up stuff, just like they've sure. been going to every other city doing the same thing. Yep. Those folks, they want you have people coming in. Come, uh, uh, somebody told me who was down there at the rally saw saw a white boy walking down the street with a with a with a hammer. What you doing with a hammer if you didn't cut if, exactly. if, if it wasn't your intent to tear up stuff? Yep. But it's up to yep. us. It's up to the people to the other people, the good people, the people who are down there just to protest. It's up to us to not allow right. them. To, to, to convince us to join in with it. That's on us. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, my thing is yeah. this. My thing is this. If you see a, a rooter, a, a riot, a rooter, a rioter, or a looter, <laughs> kick them in the ass and tell them to get out your city. <laughs> and, 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 you know, tell them you, tell them you like to shop. Tell them you like to shop at Villa. Tell them you, you need to, you know, you got to go to CVS and, and get your grandmother's medication. So if you see a rioter, just kick them in their ass, you know, and and and, and you have to understand when you look at, but you know what, when you're looking at rioters and looters and all of this, look at the person. Remember, yeah. this person does not look like me. Mm-hmm. So if I well, know that you on. don't look like, let me say this, you know, before we go, because I just want to say this. As Darvio said, our, our some of our people were influenced by those outside negative influences. That's you know, I know we gotta yep. go. You know, we gotta go. But I just want to say, hey, Sassy, real quick, uh, what did you learn from the show? Um, I actually learned that we need to be together as a voice and not a rioting group. It's not going to work for us. Please, guys. Please. Okay. Darvia, what did you learn? I learned that now that everybody has done all of this and everybody is, is having this conversation, we need to be focused on next steps. We need to be focused on now what? Because now that you've gotten... The people yep. in power's attention. If you don't have a plan, nothing else is going to change. Yep. Where do we go from here? And I learned today that I might just kick a looter in the ass if I keep seeing them out here on the street. <laughs> Listen, this is <laughs> another informative episode and fun episode <laughs> of the Brown Show. Listen, get out and vote. Love y'all. God love you. There's nothing the world you can do about it. Peace. The FCB Radio Network, first class broadcasting worldwide.